The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Ivan here filling in for Pat. Uh, well, one of Pat's regular guests is Kevin Byrne, retired Air Corps Lieutenant Colonel and Airport Safety and Security Auditor and Consultant. Welcome to the programme, Kevin. We wanted to talk to you about some of the new incredible innovations uh, that are coming down the track with aviation. Um, but can I put this to you? Like, in my in my day life now, everything is about sustainability. Agriculture, cutting yeah. emissions, electric vehicles, retrofitting the built environment, embodied carbon, all of these things. And yet I'm reading... 200,000 international flights uh, by 2036, growth of over 4% a year. It seems the only people that are exempt are air miles from sustainability. Good morning, Ivan. That's not possibly uh, true. And let me explain over the next couple of minutes, if I may. I thought aviation contributed 4% to the uh, the global pollution CO2 problem. In fact, it's less than 3%. Now, it will grow as the figures you have just indicated will. So with the aviation industry uh, from the ground up has taken a huge leap forward in terms of sustainability and an effort to lower those CO figures, oh. CO2 figures and so forth. And uh, well, let's start with the airports. There was a, a big, uh, what let's say, uh, coverage for the fact that Cork now has uh, wonderful electric vehicles running its airport and more airports will move to and to that system and they'll generate the electricity locally. And I can name the four most uh, sustainable airports in the world, if you let me. No, hold on, Kevin. I mean, I look up in the sky and I see a trail of Ah. pollution coming from these these jets. I mean, like, what are you going to do about that? I mean, can you not get some biofuel? Can you electrify uh, these? these? What's been done there? Uh, Quite a lot, in fact. Did you know that if the the trail is less than a kilometre, it doesn't have any sustainable long-term damage to the environment? That was proven in a scientific study quite recently. Now, the long ones that make clouds Uh, annoy most of the members... You burn a fossil fuel, aviation fuel, and there's no... There's a combustion engine in it, and and there's there's no pollution. Uh, there will, no, there will be, there will be pollution. Of course there will be. But we are uh, attempting to move to sustainable aviation fuels, which will take 80% of that away by the year 2035. And by the year 2050, we'd hope to get 70% of it done. Now, there are problems, of course, with getting that. For example, at the Paris Air Show, which I did not attend, Airbus and Boeing announced, you know, huge deals for airlines which want to put us back in the air. And they will have engines that are going to be made in 10 years' time, which will run on liquid fuels. So they're not electric in that regard. But there are moves to electric aircraft, and they will have sustainable power sources as such. Also, we'll have things like... There was a, a, a dispute about the use of executive jets in our airspace quite recently. Yes, and there were protests saw that. And that kind of thing. The good news is that uh, a company called, uh, called Beyond Aero is, is making an executive jet to run on hydrogen. It'll have a hydrogen cell uh, in the back of the aircraft. Now, it will run on hydrogen gas initially, and you and I know that the the Hindenburg for the end to the airships back in the 1930s. But this will go on gas first. It will have then tanks in liquid form and it will fly four passengers on electric engines, which will have uh, one megabyte, uh, a megabyte, one megawatt device in the back of them producing these ducted fans. It will make very little noise. It'll carry four people 900 miles at 300 knots. So it's going to take away this thing eventually. If that is successful and it hopes to fly in the next three or four years, EASA will produce it and they'll say that'll be okay. Other airlines and other air air, air companies will move on and make bigger versions okay. of that. So it's a start. So we, so, we are moving forward. Okay, that. let's talk about other uh, aviation innovations. Yes. Are they going to do away with the pilots? 
Well, now, this is a bit of a shock to me because I, I followed this and I, I've seen these things. The Olympics take place in Paris next year, and again, nothing on the VIP list. I may or may not go along, but they're going to introduce five routes to be flown by a thing called the Velocopter. Now, this is a kind of a drone, a two-seater, and I assumed it was going to be, you know, for a very commercially important people, and it will be, they're trying to get the President Macron to get on board first. You'd have a pilot and a passenger, which doesn't make much sense, but they said, no, no, there'll be no pilots on board. <gasps> Two passengers will get in on one of these five routes, take off vertically, fly along, and then land. And that has huge implications because you're expecting electric engines to do it, and that they probably will, but you're expecting no pilots on board, so you have the artificial intelligence flying you to and from. So I have And would you get up on one of those? Not in a million years. And the proof of that is uh, aviation is, it fails safe, so to speak. It's very um, innovative in many ways, but it takes a long time to prove, for example, can we fly the Atlantic or Pacific with two jet engines? That took a couple of years to prove. All the safety features about, for example, fly-by-wire, that took a few years to prove. So this is rushing ahead. If in the next 12 months we have airplanes take, or, or aircraft, I should call them, you know, uh, self-autonomous flying vehicles flying across the city of Paris. I wonder what would happen if the clouds come down, oh. if there's a flock of birds, if they bump into each other, if the Eiffel Tower gets in the way. So on the short term, I'm not sure that the European Aviation Safety uh, Agency is going to give them a license. They're certainly pushing okay. hard because all the other countries like you know, in Australia, China, Americans are looking at this and saying, well, if they can do it, we can do it too. But I don't know if it's going to be in place in time. It's, it's a bit, uh, maybe a bridge too far or okay. a rotor blade too well, far. What's the latest with, with drones? And so I'm reading here about passenger drones. Just repeat that if you wouldn't mind. Uh, d- 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 drones, the latest yeah. on drones. Like we've heard the interference they're having uh, at airports yeah. and so on. But is there is there a new innovation of passenger drones? Well, that's just what I've been talking about. This, yeah. If this thing starts off... They're, they're going to call them velo, uh, velocopters. Oh, that, that is actually a drone. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, yes. I see, I see. It, it looks like uh, the pod of a fuselage of a helicopter, but it doesn't have the rotor blades. It's got eight different rotor blades on a metal bar overhead. And if that starts with two passengers, there's no limit to taking it to four and then eight and then ten. But again and again, do you want to fly in an aircraft that doesn't have a human right. at the front? So the drone, the drone is actually that velo uh, uh, transport. Yeah, but it's not, okay. it's not being called a drone. Yeah, I, see, I get that, that now. That would take the edge off the, off the innovation. Of okay, the well, what's happening with AI, biometrics, robotics? What are you throwing at me now? Well, don't forget aviation was a leading edge. I mean, autopilots, can you imagine 30, 40 years ago landing in Heathrow and fog? The AI was in the autopilot. It landed with no forward visibility and a piece of runway that nobody could see until you actually had the wheels touch down on the runway. So it's not always been there, and it's, it's the most efficient way to fly aircraft is on the autopilot. Most commercial aircraft, just after they take off, when the wheels and flaps are taken up, are put onto autopilot. Uh, and more and more often now, to save fuel, to save on the pollution effects, they're given direct tracks as soon as they're through a certain altitude. And we will use computers then to work out in advance. I, I've been down to Swanwick down in the south of England, and they were talking about this four or five years ago. They have, uh, you don't go on lines anymore, which are painted on a map, so to speak. The aircraft will be given its own heading to save time and fuel. And then the computer will tell you, oh, there's a collision potential here in, you know, 16 minutes time, do something about it. And they suggest solutions. So computers are taking over to a large extent and making our airspace more compatible and eliminating delays because that is a cause of pollution as well, Ivan, as you can imagine. And, and blockchain? Is there a development in blockchain? Uh, there could be, yes. But again, because we don't understand them uh, and because there's so much computer involvement, we have to be careful. 
Don't forget, too, if you're looking at a radar screen, everything is done by computer. There's wonderful displays. We've got all the information. When you have a failure, be it of a power failure, of some kind of generation or a piece of equipment, you have to return then to what, you know, what they call a different kind of control. It's a kind of a manual system, and it's called procedural, and that does make a, a, a cock-up. It happens at a couple of airports from time to time. So we always have a human element involved, and we have to have them trained to, to a large extent. And we also can have... The more electronics you put onto an aircraft, the greater the danger of a failure. Uh, I mean, what would you do if you're flying across the, the, the Paris Air Space, which you're in your volocopter, and there's only two of you on board, and you have a warning light comes on and says, battery low. You know, what do you do then? Who do you tell? Right. Where do you go? So I, I don't know. We can put too much emphasis to, I still like a human being. In the future, I can see, before my lifetime is over, probably aircraft flying around with one pilot, and then a master controller on the ground, one pilot on the ground, you know, looking at these systems because systems and computer watching, I suppose, is, is how aircraft will run in the future. Okay, there you have it. Kevin Byrne uh, giving us the coalface of innovation in aviation. Thank you for joining us on the... The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. The show.